Hey, listeners, I just wanted to give you a heads up that this episode is going to sound a little bit different than some of the other episodes in the past. And that is because we had a technical issue and for whatever reason, it bounced all of the audio between the Zoom call that we record the episodes on and my audio, my clean audio onto one track. So occasionally when like Mikey and I or Paige and I are talking at the same time, you'll hear sort of an echo on Mikey or Paige's voice. It's not super, super noticeable, but I wanted to give you guys a warning because this audio is not up to the standard that I feel like I have set in production for these podcasts that we've been doing. So anyway, I wanted to give you a warning. The episode's great. I love Lake Placid. I hope you guys enjoy the episode as much as I enjoy Oliver Platt in this movie and The Three Musketeers. But love you, mean it. Enjoy the episode. This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Cody Boezy, Jeremy Ali, Shining Donut 9 on 1, Nathan, Jennifer with a PH, Libby, Wes, Dreskel, Kaylee, Aaron, Danielle, the number Jeff, Amy, Tia, Dave, Jonathan, Scott, Kate, Isaac and Karun and all the patrons want you to know that you are loved, you are listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out with all of us, do so in the Facebook group or Discord servers where we hang out legit daily. Mikey, is your pool still available? Because mm-hmm. it's super hot in Nashville, and I have thought many times that I just want to come over there and just jump in your pool without telling you <laughs> and see what you do. I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine. You don't own a gun, do you? Because I feel like you would take a shot at me, not knowing it. (laughs) He doesn't have a gun, let alone enough guns for a gun rack. (laughs) I was like, he's coming right for my house. He's coming right for my pool. He's still wearing jeans. He'll drown. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, anything funny happening to you guys this week? No, I live a very stressful, depressing life. How's the dating life going? Going back to that well, are we? <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd. Which means yes. I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, you two made me watch Lake, Lake Placid. So I have seen this movie before. I assume okay. you guys have seen it before. I had yes. not. I had not what? seen this movie okay. before. This is, my, this is my first day. Literally dying in anticipation. Patient of what you might uh-huh. say about this movie, but I do want to go on the record right up top and honestly probably infuriate you two and a lot of listeners and say this movie is way better than Jaws. Ooh. That is the most incorrect statement I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> this movie, while entertaining, yes, does get a bit boring <laughs> because not enough people die. Okay, that is true. If your name does not start with deputy in this movie, you're fine. (laughs) Yeah, you're fine. It's like the deputies are like the red shirts of this movie. (laughs) But I love this movie. Like Oliver Platt being so extra Oliver Platt. It is like a perfect film in my mind, and I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, like, I like this film, but calling it a perfect film is like, Yeah, it's, no. it's, it's, it's oh, not I perfect. Okay. I did enjoy it Maybe perfect bit, is but... too much. Jaws is one of my, like, perfect films. So, like, comparing it to that and saying it's better is Listen, not Listen, I think Jaws is a great, great movie. I feel like this is more my speed. 
Well, that explains a lot then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jaws yeah. was actually a little scary. Whereas this one, yeah, this is this is Jaws with floaties. I could give yeah, that yeah, to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. if you were like in Jaws, but you had like water wings on, you would really be in Lake Placid, and that's where I want to live because this mm. movie's way more fun. Although this lake isn't called Lake Placid, which is something that I did not no, understand the first few times I watched. Called it. Yeah. Lake Flaccid because Betty White's husband unfortunately mm. could not perform. Well, he he's dead. He died two years before. Before the movie starts, Mikey. Yeah, you can't perform if you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say that one day that was really gross? Rigor mortis does not mean consent. Yes, that is what you said. You don't want to go back to that either. Yes. Yeah, we don't. Well, let me I go ahead and apologize again. Ugh. Yeah. So, Paige, this was your first time seeing the movie. What did you think about it? This was my first time seeing the movie. Controversial statement. I need this movie to be 10 minutes longer, <laughs> which I know sounds crazy because normally I am the one that's criticizing the pacing of every yeah. film. But I feel like not a lot happens in the beginning or like the it's building up the way Jaws does uh, in kind of a similar pace. Uh, And then it gets to the point where they're like, it's definitely a crocodile. What do we do? And then they like solve the movie in 15 minutes. Yeah. They're like, it's a crocodile. Let's catch it. And then they caught it. And then they caught it. And And then they do what they set out to do. And I needed what I needed was like an extra 10 to 20 minutes of them like figuring it out like Predator where it's like, hey, we know what it is, but what do we even fucking do? How do we learn its weakness? Like, that's what I needed. And yeah, a lot more people should have died. And I, I know that you love Oliver Pratt. I liked him as a child when I watched this film, but like, it was a little too much for me on this watch. It's a little sex pesty. Oh, he's very sex pesty in this the, movie. The biggest thing about it for me is that I couldn't shake how much he reminded me of, and let me make sure I get this person's name right. He reminds me of Giorgio Socalos, who is the ancient aliens guy. The like the guy who always thinks it's aliens, oh, the one with the yeah. hair. That's who he reminded me of. And I couldn't shake it. Honestly, Paige, if you shot something that's almost exactly Lake Placid, but it takes place in a cornfield like Signs does, and that right. guy comes down yep. in a helicopter with alien skin on the bottom of it, and then yep. does exactly everything Oliver Platt does in this movie, but in yeah, corn. Yeah, he'd be that guy. And it would be a great movie. Like, I would watch that movie. The, I mean, the only difference is, so the History Channel for a while, I guess, realized how much people liked that guy or they thought people like that guy so they gave him this other show where he like traveled around the world to famous places that people think aliens have been did he really yeah he did and i was watching tv didn't realize it was on and he had a hat on so you couldn't immediately tell it was him and i was yeah, like because he doesn't have that hair ha- you, yeah you, you, you i was like know. yeah what hot indiana jones <laughs> motherfucker is this and then he pulled the hat back and i was like oh no and so uh, <laughs> I Indiana him. Jones looking motherfucker about the ancient <laughs> aliens guy. That's and wild. Then imme- and then immediately retracted it. <laughs> my my husband and I mock him in our house on a regular basis. And so that's all I could see uh, in, in Oliver Platt in this movie. Um, that and him putting the moves on Meredith Salinger, who's the, the deputy who's now married to Patton Oswalt. And I was just like, this is a lot. This is too much, but it is a very funny movie. And I do like it because it's funny in the way that like sometimes when people try to make horror comedies, they lean too much into the comedy. They're like, we're just trying to make this funny. 
We're not trying to make it scary. And I feel like the most successful horror comedies are the ones that just set out to make a scary movie that happens to also be funny. And like, I think Shaun of the Dead is a perfect example of that, where there are actual zombies. There is real danger. Yeah. But you're following this core emotional group of friends. And I feel like this movie kind of does the same. It is a movie about a crocodile, a scary crocodile that bites multiple people in half yeah. in this movie. Or their fucking heads off, man. Like or that. their fucking Ooh. heads off. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it shakes a real bear like a teddy bear. Like, this is a scare. <laughs> like, there are. This is a real scary movie, but it just also happens to be funny. To be honest, it reminded me a lot of Jurassic Park. I could see that. And that kind of a feel of like, yes, there's funny parts in the movie. Yes, there's wild characters. Because in in a way, like Oliver Platt's like the gold bloom of this movie. Uh, Yeah, he is. Kind of. There's that same vibe. It's just a crocodile that's kind of paced not quite as well as Jurassic Park. Uh, it just made me want to watch the original Jurassic Park. The good but anyway, one. Overall, I re- I did like it. It was very fun. And it's only 83 minutes. I know. So it's that's a why I was like 83, man. It is only another... two minutes longer than from Justin to Kelly. I know. Give me another 10, 15 <laughs> minutes of, of sweet, sweet crocodile action. Like, give me that croc coming up out of the water again. Like, you know, you you could have given me like 10 to 15 more minutes of this. Kill like four more people. Yeah, kill like four more people. Kill Oliver Platt. I have no emotional attachment to his character. As much as it pains me to say this, I'd be okay with that because it would be Oliver Platt dying from hubris. And I think yeah. that everyone should learn that lesson. Yeah, I want to see that croc spin him under the water as he's like, this is my destiny. (laughs) Just like goes under. You know, the one thing I know about crocs is they'll take you under and spin you. And this croc doesn't. He's just big enough to bite in half or bite heads off. Not once in this entire movie. And that's it. Yeah. And also, first, this is a first on our channel. No tourniquets. Oh, I know. Well, that's no because in what movie was that? Crawl? Crawl. That, Crawl's the which first time is it a croc heavy movie. There's a it lot is. of tourniquets in that movie. Like on every yeah. appendage. I to be honest, I kind of I like Crawl. And I know that's a controversial opinion. No, I like Crawl. No, I think we I, all sort I of like came to the Crawl. opinion that it was a good movie. I didn't like it because yeah. it was way I think Crawl is this. better than this film. Uh, I think they're different films. I think they're they're different films. I think Crawl sets out to be straightforward horror. Yeah. And I think it's pretty successful. I think this was always going to be kind of funny. This is more of a Jurassic Park, yeah, or a late late era Jaws, like a like a Jaws three maybe. But unlike Jurassic Park, the crocodile does kind of look like it was drawn with colored pencil in these CGI moments. We will talk about it because sometimes it's CGI, sometimes it is an actual mechanical animatronic crocodile. Well, I I, I think the mechanical one looks good. Me too. Yeah, the CGI looks terrible. Yeah, well, because this is like 1999. In 99, I bet the CGI on this was fucking amazing. Yeah, but you know what? You know what they don't say about Jurassic Park? That it looks bad now. Like People think Jurassic Park looks really good. It still does, but Jurassic Park, remember, is... Hybrid. It's a hybrid, and there's very little CG in the original Jurassic Park. A lot of it is animatronics built by the same guy who built the crocodile in this movie. They should have went for it. Yeah. Well, I think they just couldn't. It kept breaking in the water. We'll talk about it in fun facts, but they had the same problem. Jaws Jaws, Yeah. Jaws had that same problem. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mikey, what did you think about this masterpiece of a horror comedy? I don't think it's a horror movie. It's just not scary at all. And it's like more on the comedy. And I enjoyed it. 
don't get me wrong. I enjoy Lake Placid, but I think I don't like it as much as you two probably. <laughs> Jaws is a classic. Like I, I would yeah. never say this is better than Jaws. Jaws is structured well, paced well. It is a classic for a reason. Is this entertaining for 83 minutes? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's really short. So, I mean, like- <laughs> yeah, th- again, it, it needs another 10 to 15 minutes to like spread it out. But I'm used to my jaws, my piranhas, my deep blue seas where we got like dozens Deepest, of people. Bluest. Dozens of people dying. <laughs> my head is like a my head fin. is like a croc fin. I like the first death where the the, the crocs pulling him around and Jesus, doing all that, that stuff. That shot when he's like up out of the water. Oh, that was really. He pulls well him done. out and it's just like half a dude. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. That's like the peak horror part. Like the rest of it is not scary. There were some jump scares in this that really got me the first time I watched it. But because I had seen it a few the times, fish coming out of the log. Honestly, or whatever. you say that, but yes, anything with like a musical it's a fish and then a beaver. Me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like, like the, the beaver. beaver. Of course you do, Mike. We Who know doesn't? you like the beaver, Mike. Ah. <laughs> you perv. Okay, my biggest pet peeve of this whole film is the the main female character, the uh, paleontologist. Bridget Fonda? Correct. Kelly. Yes. Why is she not just a zoologist? Because a zoologist wouldn't know about ancient animals. And the, the implication is this is an ancient crocodile. But then when they figure out what kind of croc it is, it's just a really big present yeah. day crocodile yeah. I think, I <laughs> it's think, a croc from the orient that crossed because, the pacific ocean the film takes five minutes of like why are you still here paleontologist and she's like i have this really complicated backstory yeah. where mariska hargata fucked my boyfriend who was also and you my can boss still have all of that in a half dozen professions that put her on there in a lot more of a making sense kind of way here's what's crazy you could leave her profession and everything and just make the backstory of the croc that it is an ancient crocodile that has somehow survived. And A, that's more interesting. And B, makes her make more sense. The only reason it doesn't make sense for her to be there is because they determined that it's a modern crocodile. Because here's the thing. He doesn't make sense either because he's a mytho- like a mythology guy. So like, Well, it says that at the first part and then it's just he really likes crocodiles. But like... If he's into mythology, then he's looking for an ancient croc, too. So it should be an ancient croc. Where did this ancient croc come from? Yes, I think you're right. It should be an ancient croc where, like, they find a tooth. It's like, this matches the fossil record for the blah, 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 but that's impossible. They've been dead for however many million years. I would say at least a million years for any of this. I mean, it it depends. It's what we would call megafauna. And if my playthrough of Horizon Forbidden West and Horizon Zero Dawn has taught me anything... It's that they are now machines and we must take them down. Well, I mean, this Sorry. one was a machine and it did get taken down. So that it did all by the water by a helicopter, technically. Uh, no, technically it goes to Portland. The, the Yeah, the mechanical crocodile got taken down by the water. I do love at the end of this movie, they're just taking it out in the open air by truck. Yeah. How long are those tranquilizers supposed to last? We've never seen a crocodile this big. How are we supposed to measure dosage? Oh, I'm pretty sure it'll last all the way from Maine to Portland. Portland. Not only that. that. So far. That is days. Okay, can I pitch you a sequel though? Please. Although I will say there are two sequels to this. A road trip movie? Fuck those. But yes, a road trip movie. <laughs> and it gets all the way across the country to and I guess you'd have to establish what kind of route it takes, but to the coast where it gets stuck in traffic. It's stuck on a packed freeway, let's call it San Francisco. 
or Portland or Seattle, whatever. It would probably be Somewhere, more northern than San Francisco because they would be going right, from Maine, which is across. super north, to Portland, yeah. which is super north. So they might even right. go through some of Canada. I don't know. Yeah, sure. I'm just looking for a place that's going to have enough traffic for this movie because I wanted to get stuck on like an eight lane freeway on that truck. It wakes up and just starts fucking wrecking cars and people are trapped on the freeway trying to escape the crocodile. It's kind of like that Frozen movie just on a freeway with a crocodile. I honestly think it needs to like cold open that croc wakes up going into like downtown Portland and it's like yeah. it's just slammed cold on open, the interstate. Just the, the eye yes, opens. Absolutely. By the way, the drive from Maine to Portland would take 49 hours nonstop and would take you through Canada into Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, North Dakota, Montana, and then Oregon. Wait, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. It's on the back of a truck, right? Yeah. It's going to take 48 hours. So that means that the trucker has to stop, right? Truck stop, small motel, parks for the night. Teens start fucking with the alligator with the the crocodile. They're like throwing rocks up. at it and shit. Yes, and then it becomes from dusk till dawn in this little motel truck stop. Them against the alleg- the crocodile. I love this. I love everything. Nothing about else this. for miles. Stuck in the desert, just like or or whatever. Stuck in the forest. Them versus croc. Yeah, I don't see how this is not. I mean, and honestly, Paige, we may have to like check and see if this is one of the sequels because it could be. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems too thought out I, I bet the sequels are <laughs> terrible I bet the sequels are just like There's more in that lake Because of what we see At the end of this movie Yeah that's probably right But also You know who knows I'm not gonna watch them So it is what it is Yeah the, the ending of this movie Is a real Godzilla 1999 energy <laughs> Oh, you mean like, oh, we definitely should do more of these. And then the box office was like, no, you absolutely yeah. should not do more of these. <laughs> yeah, There's yeah, eggs yeah. in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that. Exactly. I hate late 90s creature horror. And 90s horror in general is not the best. It depends on what movie, but it's not my favorite decade. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, the New York Knicks have been laying eggs in Madison Square Garden for years. Is that a sports ball reference? Me I don't no know. understand. I had to Google who plays at Madison Square Garden, and then I had to refine it because it gave Springsteen. me concert updates for Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like, who plays <laughs> Madison Square Garden? Billy Joel? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys want to get into this movie so we can talk about it scene by scene? Sure. Let's do it. Credits over a lake, then under a lake. Uh, where we see all the fun people that are in this, including effects by Stan Winston, which is how you know it's going to be great. We'll talk about it in fun facts. Uh, we cut to a boat on a lake where we have a guy suited up in his scuba gear from the fish and game uh, department and the county sheriff, who is Brendan Gleason. And they do not get along. Brendan Gleason clearly doesn't like sarcasm, which I think is, I mean, sure. But that's a real weird line to draw. Ironic. Yeah. I think he doesn't like it with him. They're not close enough for sarcasm, you know? Sure. I mean, he doesn't uh, like it with anybody. So maybe he's not close to anybody, he really. He doesn't like it with anybody. Maybe he is neurodivergent and sarcasm is confusing to him. I mean, that absolutely um, could be. I don't. Th- I just think he doesn't really like lakes like i think he wants to do something else you know like he maybe i mean like, he that is guy could have just he's got on like a boat fish and wildlife yeah. person like <laughs> yeah he yeah. probably doesn't want to be out there he's like i'm the sheriff why do i have to drive you on a boat out in this lake where no one lives he wants to just sit that crock across the table from him with one hanging light and then slam a file down on the table and be like 
look, I'm a nice Where guy. You play nice with me. I'll let you out of here, but you don't want to see my partner. He's a bad guy. <laughs> like, that's okay. what he wants to be I doing. I want to cut to the partner walking movie. in, and it's an alligator. <laughs> yes, I want to combine <laughs> the Dark Knight with Captain Hook and, and the crocodile. Which Captain Hook? Uh, Dennis oh. Hoffman. Okay, appropriate. Yeah. I do feel like if it's in the Lake Placid world, it is Dennis Hoffman's version of Captain Hook because mm-hmm. I think thematically and like tone wise, he would fit in this movie without much explanation. What what if after the helicopter lands and Oliver Platt gets off, Smee rows a rowboat up and drops off <laughs> Dustin Hoffman and he's like, I'm here to hunt this crocodile. Do you hear ticking when it comes about? <laughs> Honestly, I would watch that movie. Oliver Platt and Captain Hook team up to find the croc from Peter Pan and get his hand back. How is that? I mean, that <laughs> yeah, might be Lake Placid too. We don't know. But also Michael Douglas trying to get them boots and trying to get that stone. He is a leg guy. He is a leg guy. Anyway. That would be funny. Like if they kill it at the end and then Michael Douglas comes in and is like, hey, can I borrow some of that skin for some boots? <laughs> yeah. Well, he walks up and he's like, I already got the boots. Now I'm going to make some luggage. <laughs> <laughs> Are crocodiles endangered or anything? They're in danger of being awesome. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a weird mood. I I just watched Lake Placid. I got to watch Oliver Platt be almost as good as he was in the Three Musketeers from 93. Which I have also never seen. You've never seen Oliver Platt in Three Musketeers? No, I haven't. I But I did religiously as a kid watch Man in the Iron Mask. I was like obsessed with that movie, but I never saw the original Three Musketeers. That's the sequel, right? I guess technically. Book-wise, yes. Yeah, there are three books. There's The Three Musketeers. There's 20 Years Later, which is a weird title, but it is what it is. And then there's The Man in the Iron Mask. And it follows D'Artagnan. So it's like... How the three musketeers' lives were impacted by their fourth musketeer friend, D'Artagnan. I guess he doesn't start off as a musketeer, but it's about Athos, Aramis, and Porthos and what happens in their lives because they are friends with D'Artagnan. Right. Who knocked up that queen? Yeah. So if Oliver Platt's characters are all your male role models in movies, I think I'm starting to understand this. Mikey, as I was watching this movie, I was like, this right here, this guy right here is why I love Mikey so much. Because what? he reminded me of you. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I don't see the resemblance Oh, I at do. All. Just the snarkiness. He's too sex pesty. Mikey would need to get way into crystals and linen pants and and believe in aliens and then that he's that guy. I believe in aliens and well, you should see his crystal there. pants. <laughs> <laughs> they're see-through because they're crystal Pepsi pants. Hell yeah. They're so you can survey the merchandise page. No. Oh. You ever seen a vitamin water inside a crystal Pepsi? <laughs> I'm in a weird mood. I apologize. Extra weird mood. Yeah. <laughs> I was not aware that I loved Oliver Platt so much, but I do. I really we, love it. We knew I because you like talked him. about it last week already. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, he, he crosses some lines sometimes. I liked... His relationship with the sheriff more than anything else. Yeah. Of just oh, the snarkiness. Yeah. But then when he's like, I'm trying to have sex with your employee. I think that's where we'd be like, oh, this is like a 90s thing. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. When they're in the tent together and he's like, well, I, she's thought we like were, I thought down. we were going to mate. Yeah. Well, and she's <laughs> what? Down. She doesn't like disagree. She's like, yeah, that is what's going to happen. No, I think she and is down because she says later I'll have sex with She you. offers later. What I find is really funny in movies like this. And it's the same thing with Goldblum in Jurassic Park. Where you have a character that is, like, exceptionally weird. Like, they are totally different than every other character. They they have a million red flags. 
And there's always at least one or two girls in the movie that are just like, all right, though. And I'm just like, who are you that you saw this person, this walking just display of red flags? And you were just like, hell yeah. I'm just like, what is this? I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm just built different, I guess. Ask my future wife. I mean, anyway, so back to the movie. So fish and game guy dives into the lake he's investigating a beaver dam and like a turtle comes out a fish comes out a beaver comes out and he's like looking up there and we're cutting back and forth between him and the boat and back in the boat brendan gleason has eaten like three and a half twinkies and he's listening to i think i love you by with david cassidy and it's like the original and he's just kind of sitting there eating twinkies meanwhile yeah, under the water a ball ass day on the lake he's a good day why are we so lake? mean to the sheriff he don't want to be I'm on this lake mean. i I'm love just saying what's going on and mad eye moody is just like if he has to be on the lake He's going to have a good time. I always forget Brittany that he's Gleason is his I name. Him and he's in, like a, other things. Yeah. yeah, he's an amazing actor. He is. So Fish and Game Guy is investigating that beaver, uh, beaver dam. <laughs> Damn. Uh, we're cutting back and forth between the two. And he feels something behind him and turns and looks. And at first, it's just a turtle. He turns back to the dam and he like pops his head out into the dam and can kind of see the stuff inside. But as he does it, his legs are wiggling and the croc gets him. And we cut up to the top, up up above the water, where Brendan Gleason's still sitting in a boat, eating Twinkies, listening to the radio, and the water is, like, still in silence, so he has no idea what's gone on, and then a few, like, hundred yards away, <laughs> the, the guy like gets tossed up out of the water and then back in, and he doesn't notice. Then closer to the boat, tossed up out of the water, then back down, and this time he kind of hears it, and looks and it's literally like the guy is right up next to the boat and he's like, don't let go, kind of like Titanic and pulls him into the boat. And it's just half a dude and opening credits like that's it. Just like cold open half a guy. And you're like, this movie's gonna be full of kills like this. And then they're like, no. Nah, and then no, that's, that's like the last one. That's the <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We only had enough money for one set of intestines. So I do like that. This lake is the most see through lake I've ever seen in my life. It's see-through when they're in a pool. It's not at all see-through when they're actually in the lake. <laughs> yeah, they're right, like, right, if you right, put your right. scuba gear on, it's polarized, and you can see all the way through the lake. Yeah. Right. But like from outside, you're like, where the fuck's that crocodile? I can't see shit in this lake. Well, and I also, I and I have not swam in enough lakes because I, I'm afraid of them. You uh, shouldn't. And thank you. I'm afraid of like algae and bacterias. I swam in a lot of them because I'm dirty and I love lakes. Gross. I'm a man of a thousand lakes. What are you, Michigan? <laughs> How often do you find whole trees in the lake? If your lake is artificial, then there will definitely be whole trees in your lake. Okay, okay. One okay. of our biggest lakes in town, which we've talked about before, oddly enough, Percy Priest, was literally yeah. a town they flooded. So I'm sure there are trees under there, and they're mad about it, and they're coming for us. Treevenge. <laughs> That's how you make anyway. an ant. Unfortunately, they lost their ant wives, so we don't have to worry about them reproducing. Anyway, so that half a torso is on the boat. We cut to the museum in New York. Oh, can I say this about that scene really quick before we move on? Yes. When he pops up out of the water and Brendan Gleeson sort of like grabs him in that last time when he pulls him up into the boat, that like was a jump scare that scared the shit out of me when I first saw this movie. <laughs> Do you guys think for like a split second he was like, man, I'm so fucking strong. I can just like lift this guy out of the water. <laughs> because he didn't realize his legs oh, no. were gone. Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> he was like, oh, shit, I didn't realize. Oh, man, I thought I was so strong. Yeah. Oh, and he's dead, too. That's sad. Oh, no. Um, I mean, here's what's terrible is the guy dies in the boat. Because, like, if that happened to me, I'd want to die instantly. <laughs> like, that looks painful as hell. Like, there's not enough back teen in the world for that. Oh, you mean well, if, like, then... someone bit your legs off? Yeah, I'd rather just die. And then that 90s banger was playing in the background as he died. I'm half the man no, I used to be. See, what I really wanted, what I needed in this scene was a, let the bodies hit the floor! <laughs> As he's dumping him in the boat. Well, it would have been legs. Let the <laughs> legs hit the floor. Well, the floor of the lake, but then the, the torso's hitting the floor of the boat. At least we know that the, the crocodile is like a... He's a leg man. He's a leg man. Yeah. He mm-hmm. absolutely is. Just like Michael Douglas from yep. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Romancing mm-hmm. the Stone. That crocodile's like, skies out, thighs out. <laughs> I do think out of all the deputy deaths in this movie, I would rather have my head just clean bitten off. Honestly, yeah, because I think that's probably the quickest one. But the th- I mean, now granted, I've been watching a lot of nature shows. And they've got crazy amounts of, of bite pressure. So ideally it would break your neck. And and sever, sever your spinal column almost instantly, and so you would not feel or be conscious for any of it. But their teeth are, like, sharp, but not like a shark's teeth. Like, a shark has, like, razor blades, like, serrated knives. And a croc is kind of like, these are bones that stick out from my mouth, and it's more about the crushing power. Yeah. So I would hope that they just, like, crush my skull. We all hope but that, Paige. Anyway, <laughs> we cut to the museum, and Kevin interrupts Kelly as she's working on uh, what looks like a portion of a dig site that they've transported to the museum that she's processing. Yeah. And we cut away to her hyperventilating and like clearly after she talked to Kevin and Mariska Hargitay walks in revealing that she has been sleeping with her boyfriend, but we still love her. Which is also her boss. Both of the ladies bosses. Like it is both. Kevin is fucking all of his subordinates. And honestly, I'm just glad that she got rid of Kevin in time to meet Detective Stapler. Same. Yeah. (laughs) Because screw Kevin. Who is Kevin? Literally after this whole thing went down with Kevin, she's like, I got to change careers. I got to figure out how to be a detective as fast as possible. Yes. That must be the hottest paleontology department I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Bridget Fonda and Mariska Hargitay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to say Laura Dern also. Is she in this movie? No, no, but she's, she's in a Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park as oh, a paleontologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's sleeping with her professor or boss both. Yeah. I actually know a guy who married a paleontologist and she's pretty hot too. Well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that well, paleontologists yeah. stay fucking because they love bones. Yeah. <laughs> I have a friend who's an archaeologist who always gets very offended when people are like, so you dig up dinosaur bones? He's like, no, that's a paleontologist. <laughs> anyway, so they basically are like, or Mariska Hargitay is like, I took your boyfriend. No hard feelings. Breathe slowly. The Have a good day. Bye. What the heart wants, Paige. <laughs> yeah. Bye bye. Dun dun. Uh, <laughs> we cut back to Maine, where Brendan Gleeson and Bill Pullman are like, because Bill Pullman is uh, fish and game. Who's like, so you, my other guy got eaten, eaten, eaten. What's up? What kind of bear lives in this lake? And they're like, it's not a bear. Uh, and he's like, oh, sure. And he opens the body bag and sees that the dude's like literally in half. And he's like, that's the way he came out of the water, which is everyone repeats this refrain of like, 
So he came out of the water that way as if he was like, you know, sawing him in half on the boat or something like that. <laughs> also, what bears live underwater? I mean, most bears can swim. I know most bears can swim, but this guy was underwater. Like, yeah. And he got grabbed and was being drug around underwater. Like, a bear could not do that. Polar bears. Actually, yeah, polar bears. Yeah. No, because the, 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 they hunt seals under the water. I know they hunt seals, but like, a seal is smaller than a human man. And he literally picked him up to like his waist and like rushes him towards the boat actually seals are like our size and way more than us like the sea lions back home at pier 39 are first of all they fucking smell like shit and they are loud as fuck but they are just like us they're like like most seals would be longer than i am tall easily i mean adult female gray seals are about seven feet long and weigh about 550 pounds yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. males can be mm-hmm. about 880 pounds but mm-hmm. you don't see them like you don't see a bear grab a seal underwater put it halfway out of the water and then rush yeah, it towards true. a pier like i'm not saying that bears don't hunt in water but they don't hunt like that in water i mean they could if they tried harder bears what if the seal was holding a bottle of coca-cola <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, no, I I think a bear is ridiculous because even if it was a bear, how is a bear going to tear somebody in half? Like, it doesn't have, the mouth is not big enough. It would have to, like, now on land, do I think a bear could tear somebody in half? Maybe if they were holding a picnic basket. That's the yogi bear I wish we had gotten. Hey, boo-boo, you want some picnic baskets? You want to rip this guy in half? (laughs) Although, Mikey, that was a really good yogi impression. Maybe we should get some. uh... Uh, Yeah, hold on a second. Guys, if you want to hear Mikey read your review as yogi, Please leave us a five-star review. Hey, boo-boo, leave me a review. (laughs) There you go. Anyway, so they decide that they're going to figure out what it is. But meanwhile, paleontologist gets a visit from her boss that just broke up with her. Yeah. And he's like, "Uh, they found a fragment of a tooth of a thing that might be prehistoric. So you get to get the fuck out of here so I can fuck your friend in peace. And that's a hundred percent why they're sending her. They're just trying to get her out of the way. Oh, and she okay. even like points out in question. that moment sexual harassment. I mean, it's sexual harassment because Kevin's fucking both of his subordinates. Yeah, you think he would have tried both at the same? You know, like why send him away? Right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, but that's something you got to negotiate with both of them. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. think that they're down for that. I mean, maybe Maritzka Hargita was. I don't know, but I don't think Bridget Fonda was. I don't know communication. <sighs> That's why communication. Yeah, is he's more like a paleontologist because <laughs> he failed at setting up a threesome. Is that why? <laughs> and he's a bad person. He is a bad person. You're right. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. So she flies out there in a very small plane and she gets there and has to go to the morgue to investigate the tooth. And she immediately like she's very freaked out. She doesn't want to be there until she sees the tooth. And she's like, this is reptilian. It's not a fossil. And it's huge. And she looks at it under a microscope and then she is like, I need to see this fucking lake and looks at the body as well. And is like, what the fuck? Because I think now she realizes like whatever did this has a biggest fuck mouth. So like, <laughs> yeah, we got to see. Yeah, this fucking it does. Lake. Yeah, it does. So yeah, I yeah. honestly love the way the body reveal happens because she like when they're outside the morgue is like, oh, wait, I have to go in the morgue. And he's like, yeah, that's usually where they keep the dead bodies. And right. She's like, All right. Fine. Let's go. And then she is in the morgue and she's like, oh, let me just see the body. I just want to see what it looks like. And they're like, OK. And they right. rip the sheet back all the way and reveal this torso of a man. And uh, she like loses her shit. And I was like, I mean, you asked for it. Like, that's yeah. on you. Yep. So 
we cut outside and Brendan Gleeson showing her this giant Chekhov's gun where he's gonna fire it before the end of the movie. And it's a completely fake gun, by the way. This is a Jesse Ventura and Predator situation. Yes. We'll, we'll talk about it in fun facts. Because I was like, is that a shotgun with a longer weird barrel attached? Yeah, it's like, it's like a shotgun with a longer barrel and like mini missiles in it. It's, Do it's they explain crazy. how it works? I mean, we see it at the end and that crock at the end explodes. Yeah, it's just right. a pink And even mist. if you fire slugs out of your shotgun, it's not going to blow up a crocodile. No, I think it was like itself unexplosive. Like the bullet yes. shot, like an M eighty, like a no. I think it was right. like, a, like like a, a little like a grenade missile, launcher. Sort of grenade. Like with, yeah, it it yeah. is like a mini grenade launcher. Yes, yeah, because uh, it does that. That crock is just pink mist at the end. Yeah, it's so crazy. It is nuts. Um, but what I thought was even crazier in this scene is that Bridget Fonda is spraying raid outside in Brennan Gleason's face page. Just and in he's general, like, he's like, oh. <laughs> well and i'm like that's not even how raid works like it's not bug spray it's like in-house spray yeah <laughs> like this is crazy i mean it would make more sense if it was like off that you would yes you're supposed to spray yes, like on your yes. skin or whatever exactly but like yeah. no she is spraying poison raid. at another person's air. face Right, as if she's going to like debug the entire forest. <laughs> you can just tell that she did not do well in COVID. No. Well, I mean, Jane Fonda hasn't acted since 2002, so. Her character, people. Yeah, I was going to say, she stopped <laughs> acting ask her after this. Yeah, she got in a car wreck in 2003, Paige, and it like messed up one of her vertebrae, and she retired from acting oh. then. She also married lead singer of Oingo Boingo slash movie composer Danny Elfman, Elfman, and they started a family. So I think she just retired oh, okay. from acting and never wanted to go back i meant her character i meant the paleontologist character i didn't think jane fonda sprayed that raid on purpose well jane fonda her aunt wasn't in the movie bridget oh fonda God. did spray it on purpose yes <laughs> and they are they're, they're still married yeah I think so she and are. Danny are, are still married and have kids that's why interesting i i did not know i was kind of curious about that and i was like i wonder why but that makes sense yeah anyway so bill pullman rolls up and he's like, she's not coming with us. And Brendan Gleeson's like, I kind of already told her she could. And she's like, just let me go, please. But like, like for no reason. She hates being outside. Like, why does she want to go at this point? Because she has no one. She was sleeping with her boss and her friendship was her other co-worker. And she had no one outside of her. It's basically like an Applebee's at that paleontologist department. <laughs> <laughs> You know, everybody at Applebee's be sleeping with each other. Oh, my God. I didn't tell you guys about. So I was at the airport. Uh, I was at Vegas airport on, on one of my myriads of flights. And I ate at the Jose Cuervo Tequila Taqueria. Hell yeah. Yes. Can't recommend it. Enough. At all. <laughs> and I had the very unique experience of like this one lady who worked there. And I found out from her yelling in the restaurant that she had worked there for seven years. Oh. And she was like the highest ranked like server in the restaurant and it was they just like them now no just like she'd been there the longest so sure. she had, she had I, the most whatever. seniority or whatever yeah and her and two of the other servers she was like yelling at them and causing drama enough that i got like her whole life story and all of her grievances about the other waiters that worked there to the point where i was like is this improv? Like, is <laughs> did I wander into some sort of flash mob in this restaurant? Why is she so <laughs> upset? Like, and it was, but it was literally like I had a front row seat to all of the like 
in restaurant drama and There's who was sleeping with who. Drama. I know, but it's like usually you're supposed to keep the customers from knowing, but it was like a sequel to waiting that nobody asked for. I love it. I also love that that entire time you were telling that story, Mikey was playing with a toy. Which one? <laughs> the toy I bought him when we went to Austin. Oh, yeah. Fun. He was looking down. I wanted to adjust it where he wasn't looking down. He looked depressed. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> she talks her way onto this boat as a fact-finding expedition. And I think at this point, it's A, she doesn't want to be alone, but also B, she her curiosity is peaked where she's like, is this a real-life dinosaur? Which, if it was, if it was an actual prehistoric croc, would have made a lot more fucking sense. It also would have been way cooler. Like, in the yeah. movie, it would have been cooler. Yeah. So, she promises not to interfere and says that if she does, they can arrest her. So, they start to go out on the lake and they go out in a boat and they first stop at what they thought was an old couple's house but all they find there is betty white and she's like oh yeah my husband died a couple years ago and they're like we don't have any records of that and she says incomplete records haunt me so which is very funny (laughs) Betty White is nothing short of truly amazing in this movie, but in this scene page, she admits to killing her husband yes. with a frying pan and burying yep. him in the yard somewhere, and then it and cuts away to another at- scene. Yes, like, no they one investigates to her. No one <laughs> investigates. Everyone's just like, oh, weird. Anyway, moving on. I know they're like, <laughs> huh, I guess that checks out, but like. That's murder. You still have to arrest Betty White. Yeah. it's They all have the attitude of like, well, he was old. And you're just like, what? Oh, my God. It's so insane. But honestly, love it. Love every bit of it. Love it. And she denies ever seeing or hearing of a crocodile at all. So they get back in the boat. They're headed out to the place where they're going to camp. And she's like, camping? I thought you meant a Ramada Inn. And I was just like, that is camping. Okay, Paige, I knew <laughs> that you and I would agree on this aspect of it. Like, they actually have- That not- Ramada Inns kind of suck? Yeah. Yes, but no, like, that is the version of camping I'm willing to do. Like, the mm. kind of camping they're doing. They, and they do have nice tents. I'm not super into it. Like, I've I've never been you never camping. Been camping. Oh, Paige, Real it's camping. fun for like a night. You don't want to do yeah. like three nights. Exactly. No, that, I mean, exactly it doesn't like even it. sound, I mean, given how much I hate bugs and dirt and hot, I was just like, no thanks. But we never camped because my mom is the same way. My mom don't camp. Uh, and so we when we went to like church camp or Christian camp during the summer, we had cabins, like actual cabins with yeah. a bathroom in them and whatever. And that's super fun. That's the exact amount of nature I am willing to interact with is being at a cabin and then being able to explore nature, but to still come back and then like have a shower. Uh, my mom has said on multiple occasions that if she can't get her coffee where she's staying that morning, that it is camping. So like a bad hotel is like my mom's level of camping, essentially. Your mom is a classy lady, and I think it's about time we acknowledge it. But I mean, I agree with Mikey. It is fun for a night, and it has to be like the right time of year where it's not like sweltering mm-hmm. hot like it is right now or freezing right. cold like it is in the winter. It's There's like three weeks, really, at least in this area, that you can actually go do it. Right. But again, one night and one night only. One night only. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> So 
as they're going through the lake, they see what look like some branches sticking out of the water and Brendan Gleeson grabs it, but it's actually a full moose head. Yeah. And he drags it into the boat and she immediately is like, you threw it at me. Don't throw heads at me, which I think is a very hilarious thing to ask of people not to throw severed heads at you. And yet it happens to her multiple times in this. It's movie. like a running bit in this movie. It's amazing. That she I love it. Gets it's funny. head a lot. Oh, boy. <laughs> She's like the Nancy Reagan of this movie. No, Nancy Reagan was a straight up throat goat. And honestly, I love that for her. Oh my God. That is like the oh best God. thing I've ever learned about Nancy Reagan. Like, it's the only reason to like Nancy Reagan. There are so oh many reasons God. to hate her, but that one is like a good reason to be like, you know what? At least one aspect of her I respect. You know, I would only I would respect it if she wasn't such a hypocrite about it later. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like everything yeah. else about her was a bag of shit including yeah. the bag of shit she married but like i mean i don't want to slut shame her because i feel like she, that's the one thing she did well she had a nickname hold on yeah it was the throat goat no she had <laughs> i want to say it was like the blender i didn't know any of this this is very enlightening for me wait you didn't know nancy reagan sucked dick in hollywood yeah it's well known a blowjob queen yeah was one of the things that she was called. It's a book by Kitty Kelly is where a lot of it comes from uh, saying that she was known to give the best blowjob in town. And that was published in 1991. She had like another nickname and I can't find it right now, but like the dollop episode goes into it in detail. And it's very, very That's what I heard about it. Pay I love the dollop. I'm actually going to see them live in November here in town. Nice. But I do know for a fact that when Ronald Reagan was president, Nancy Reagan's secret service name, like his was obviously POTUS, president of the United States. Right, right. Hers was Throtus. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that she embezzled a, a butt ton of money for her own wardrobe and then almost got thrown in prison for it? She was a wild lady. <laughs> Man, I wish they had all gotten thrown in prison. You know, spent, for like the war crimes they did. Well, they spent millions of dollars in California, like tax dollars to build their own governor's mansion yep. and then never lived in it. Yep. <laughs> like, they're crazy people. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. So they <laughs> call in other deputies. They set up a camp. Uh, Bridget Fonda has to drag a rolly suitcase through the forest. And again, hard saying this is why I don't camp. But this is also like a bit we saw in romance in the stone because she's dragging yes. a rolly suitcase through ecuador well she doesn't have it's rolly suitcases didn't exist so oh she's that's just right a giant suitcase oh my god yeah she what she needs is the joe versus the volcano suitcase yes the one that you can float to safety mm -hmm. on yeah full of orange soda or and you know tom hanks and that chick totally pounded on those suitcases meg ryan pretty sure it was meg ryan i can't remember it's been so long she played every female in that movie yeah, yeah. As they're setting up camp, she turns to the one female deputy, Meredith Salinger, and is just like, so what's it like being a woman in the woods of Maine? Is this like deliverance? And as she's asking it, Bill Pullman is there listening and she's just like, I didn't mean it. <laughs> well, she even says, like, do the guys get like all horny and weird at night? And then she yeah. looks over at Bill Pullman and he's like, no, I was the fucking no. president in Independence Day. I don't get horny in the woods. Uh, come on, guys are guys in the woods and not the woods. Young, old, they at night they get weird and horny. Mikey, I am going camping with you. No. As long as you're just getting <laughs> weird and horny among yourselves, and you're not invite like involving me or the animals in it, have fun. Get weird. Put a marshmallow on your dick and try to toast it that way. For all I care, but like that's that seems odd. 
I mean, I there mean, are definitely I'm not going to criticize what you want to do. burn a marshmallow other than your dick. I mean, sure, but I'm not going to criticize what you wanted, what weird shit you want to do when you're weird and horny in the woods. Other than stuffing pornos in logs, which I hear is common. Huh. I, I have to go check every log in the woods immediately. <laughs> have you not heard? That, this is one of those things that, like, I heard Jason Manzoukas talk about it, and I was like, that's crazy. And then I've heard, like, multiple other people talk about finding pornos in logs. I wonder if that's, like, comics or people of an older generation, because I have Maybe. always had access to internet pornography. I'm not going to go to the woods to find pornography when I can just walk six feet to my laptop. But what if it's organic pornography? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's two ants just going after an ant wife. Yeah. <laughs> this is Eiffel Towering an ant. I um, prefer my porn plant based. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mikey, have you ever synthesis. bought pornography that wasn't VR based? I didn't even buy that, first off. Oh, okay. That was a sample? Yeah. I didn't like it. I, we don't talk about that. <laughs> no, I've never purchased pornography. No, it's always been oh. free and easily accessible online. Oh, no, Mikey. Maybe one time. <laughs> Tell me everything. When we were 18. You and I, when we were 18? No. Oh, okay. You were not in my life back then. Unfortunately for you, baby. A group of friends, mixed sexes, a bunch of males and females together, went to an adult video store. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was it the purple? Un- oh, wait, this is probably not here. Never mind. Yeah, this is somewhere in Atlanta. I don't even remember it. I just remember laughing hysterically. And then this girl bought two of the cheapest videos. I What's in the bargain bin at like a porn shop? It was foot fetishy stuff. Yeah, it's always it's always it's always the rare shit. The stuff that they're like, we couldn't move a hundred units of this. And then we we went to someone's house and like watched it and like laughed hysterically. Oh man, there are people out there with foot fetishes that are horribly offended by what you're saying. Yeah, well, I respect your right to do what you want, but I also you have to respect my right to make fun of you. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, I'm just not into fucking feet. I don't care what you're into fucking, but as long as it's a consensual thing, have at it. So am I the only person who has paid for any sort of adult entertainment? I think you might be. Tell me everything, Paige. Yes, tell us. Wait, are you referring to the cameo that you're going to get of the guy chopping wood (laughs) as paying for (laughs) pornography, Paige? No, 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 absolutely not. And I also love that you put this on me even though we discussed it as a, a throuple and it was a good idea. And it, it is a good idea, but you brought things. it up. None of us brought, brought it up. It was all you. That's not what I'm referring to. That's oh, not what okay. I'm referring to. There's a new app out, uh, and I bought it because I saw some girl on TikTok talk about it. OnlyFans? No, it's a subscription app that specifically is like sexy romantic stories, but read by people, and you could like choose accents. <laughs> Oh my god. Like porn audible? It's worth every fucking penny. That's so funny. Brought to you by. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and it's like, it's basically my have Henry Cavill read romance novels idea as an app, but you can pick a range from like sleep stories where it's ones just meant to like put you to sleep like a white noise machine to like super sexy stuff. Uh, And the sleep story ones are like, it's like your Irish boyfriend is tucking you in in the cabin during a rainstorm and the cat is on the bed with you. So it gives you like a description and then you're hearing like the cat purring and the rain outside. And he's like, I know you've had a rough day. So just like take it easy. (laughs) Except with an Irish accent. Yes, Your porn it's amazing. Terrible. I know. Like I couldn't it's even get a best. half chub to that shit. It's so <laughs> great. 
I mean, it's it great. does sound better than finding yourself in a virtual wedding and then <laughs> ruining it. Yeah, no, well, and, and it's like there, there's all kinds of like because they'll give you like a description of like here's the story, like here's the setting of what's going to happen. Each one they give you like a, a list of like here's who it is, here's where it is, here's what's going on, accent guy. Like there's a whole bunch of like tags so that you can like customize your feed and stuff. So it'll be like you met him after work in the elevator. Like, you you came to surprise him after work in the elevator. Oh, okay. And so you're hearing that. Or, like, like you both work at a restaurant and you're out in the alley behind the restaurant on break. And you kind of, like, you pick based on, like, the dude and the scenario. It's super fascinating from a psychological point of view, but also worth every penny. My favorite one is he's banging you behind the dumpster at work before your shift at Applebee's. That is one of them. It's not Applebee's specifically. <laughs> Hold on. They give them names too. Let me wait. Let me let me see which name that was. Because I know. What is the name of this app? Dipsy. I wish they would sponsor us. Honestly, they sponsor a bunch of TikTokers right now. But so it's uh, Abe behind the restaurant <laughs> i am so blown away by this although it does make sense that it's very different than like the pornography men watch yeah 100%. Most, most guys watch you know because we're more visual you guys are more mental to be honest the amount of thought that went into it to me is fascinating and they had like career openings for like a part-time like you should write for us and i was like oh, tempting so i might apply for it just to see what happens but you, 100 i mean just for the story i want to know everything about this company mm -hmm. but i also <laughs> want to know where they source their actors and do they i found more? out because I, I they do so i was like doing research because i was like i first got the app and i was like this is wild and they had casting notices in la casting which like because i'm local if i google that's what comes up they specifically wanted people with natural British accents, not people pretending to have accents, which you can tell from some of the older stories that they got people pretending to have accents. And you're like, that's not right. <laughs> I've watched it of Outlander. That's not correct. It's a me, a Mario, touching your feet. I'm putting you in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> they also have a few. Uh, they've got a few. <laughs> God damn it. Well, we got to get back into the movie, but I am going to do a lot of Googling Sorry. after this recording. So fascinating, yeah, right? Absolutely. It's very fascinating. I don't feel bad for paying for it. Anyway, so at this point, Bill Pullman is like, why are you still here? paleontologist and she's just like i you know examine the tooth and as she's trying to like justify why she's there oliver platt pulls up in his helicopter that does have crocodile scales along the bottom of it, it. does yeah it's and awesome everything about oliver platt in this movie is awesome well well except for the sex pesty stuff that's fair okay okay yeah yeah uh but he arrives and he's like ah you beat me here anyway so where are the topographic studies <laughs> I love that he like takes over and he is just like a yeah. civilian. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, what's what's going on? What are we doing? Here's all the stuff. And they're just like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> My favorite part is his helicopter has water landing gear. So does he only like hop from lake to lake to get there? I don't understand. He must. I, well, I mean, I think you can put those down on the land too, because I mean, helicopters have like in... those slips anyway. Does I, that make I sense? guess, but they're, yeah, but they're metal. These ones are actually coated in it's like a vinyl or something and you can tell because when the croc it bites it, it it tears it yeah yeah, yeah. so if you, you were to like try and land it on the ground i imagine you tear it i mean i we're just guessing at this point i have no idea either like that makes complete sense to me too Paige. but i don't i don't know but i do love that he literally just like flies in and is like oh shit you beat me here well i guess i'm in charge like and he is yeah. nobody 
bonkers. Um, so they decide that they're going to go on their first little expedition to identify it. And he doesn't go with them. This is he's still setting up and everything. Or no, I'm sorry. He does go with them. And as they're paddling, uh, first of all, it's canoes, which like I can't think of a worse boat to investigate a giant water monster than canoes. An inner tube. An inner tube would be a worse one. Inner tube would be worse because then it could eat ass without you even like you just, you know, hanging what out. What about one it? of those like boards you held onto before you could swim and then you had to kick your a, legs? And, a like, boogie board? A like boogie a kickboard? Board. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a kickboard. That would be worse. I mean, yes, there are worse ones, but canoes are terrible. Canoes are terrible. Which we find um, out pretty quickly that Croc is not a fan of canoes. No. And as they're paddling, Oliver Platt's like, did she tell you we had sex together? So vigorous. And she's like, what? No, we did not. What are you talking about? And he just says, I'm horrible. They never remember. <laughs> Which is a whole extra thing. Uh, but I he love has, like, it. A it's little... so funny. Although I still don't know if they actually had sex or not. Like, I don't I know if he did. was joking or if he was serious and she actually forgot. I think they did. I don't know if she forgot or if she was like, I need people to not know this because they seem to be friendly the rest of the movie. And she's like, oh, you heard his feelings. And she knows a lot about him that this is I my headcanon was he's her ex and she doesn't want to talk about it. I mean, that really? very well could be. And she does know him as he's flying in. She's like, oh, God, if that's who I think it is. And yeah. She's like, that is who I think it is. It's Oliver Platt. You go, you know, Porthos right. from Three Musketeers. Yeah, she sleeps with a lot of people she worked with, and there's no judgment there. I'm just saying it creates awkward hey, situations like this. That's her Dipsy Lane. <laughs> like that's the story <laughs> she wants to hear. <laughs> She's exclusively interested in the elevator in the office one and the alley behind the restaurant one, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, right now she is currently listening to Oliver Platt plowing someone over a paleontology table. I mean, that's very oh, specific, but I have a noise for that. And I'm just not going to share it. Yeah. What's, yeah. Your, what's your noise for that? <laughs> is that what it sounds like, Mikey? I don't think Oliver Platt is a very graceful lover. I mean, he owns up to the fact that he is not. He's like, I'm not very good. They never remember. I mean, that was a very interesting way to put that. But sure. But you never know. Sometimes people surprise you. Sometimes the weirdies like know what's up. They know how to throw down. Yeah. Anyway, so he's got like a like iPad radar kind of thing, and it starts to kind sonar. of go it's off. Sonar. Called, yeah. Is it sonar? It certainly Whatever. isn't an iPad. I mean. <laughs> it's, it's on his lap. I'm trying to describe. If you didn't watch the movie and you're like, got how does he have a he's giant got, radar machine? I'm it's like, like a it's, fish it's finder. Like, yeah, sure. I guess. That's what fishermen I, use. It's a sonar for fishermen. I have never been fishing. Would not know. You know why? Because it's boring as shit. Yeah, right? And also, I don't eat fish, really. I don't either. I don't like seafood. I like seafood. If I see food, I eat it. <laughs> so uh, he's got his sonar, and it starts to go off, and they see fish out in front of them start to get scared, is what he says, because they're kind of like going wild, moving lots of activity. They're and like then, flapping in the water. I mean, they're making like yeah. water like rapids above where they are. Right. And literally before they knew it, know it, the croc has tipped one of the canoes and they're scrambling to try and get back into it and get their legs out of the water. But no one saw anything. They just know that they got flipped over. So we cut back to land. Which happens in canoes anyway. Yeah. I know. Oh, that's why I was like, canoes? Like, come on now. I mean, honestly, if we're going out more than one <laughs> canoe at some point on that trip, I'm going to do my best 
to flip your canoe because that's what you do in canoes. Yeah. Like Mikey, when we went kayaking with Chris, like that's what we do. Yeah. You just try and flip your friends into the water. Like that's what you do. But there's yeah. no giant alligators and the water's like three feet deep. Well, yeah. Yeah. I've, I guess I've been canoeing once. I didn't enjoy it. Have not rushed back to do it again. I mean, that's fair. It combines things that I don't like. Vigorous exercise and water that's gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're bound to encounter both. Both and then bugs and just being outside in direct sunlight for hours is not the best. Yeah. Like, I get Ugh, it. That sounds terrible. You don't have to sell me on it. I get it. Anyway, so they're back on land and they find a human toe that they can verify has been swallowed. I don't know how they verify that it's been swallowed, but they just kind of poke it and they're like, definitely swallowed. I can look at any toe and know if it's been swallowed or not. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't know what you're saying, Mikey. That What does that mean? I thought you just said earlier today that you weren't a foot guy. I'm not a foot guy. I'm a domestic violence guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know someone with bruises to prove it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're probably not still there. So she needs to select the story. Rough, dominant toe play <laughs> with Mario. With Mario. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why, but the fact, like, just, I need Mikey to record a bunch for this company. (laughs) With bad accents? Yeah, I want to eat your feet. (laughs) (laughs) Let me eat your feet. (laughs) The safe word is Disney. It's not that. It's it's more just like. I'm tucking you into your bed right now. I just want to do like redneck ones like, hey, darling, welcome you, home after your long day at work. I'm here to make you feel comfortable. You can select a American and specifically like accented American. I'm just, you know, like <laughs> now, granted, once you start like selecting things, then it recommends things based on like what you've selected. So it has not recommended any of that to me. But it has recommended like corporate American dude that sounds Christian grayish and shit. But there's a bunch of other options that I have not explored. I, I anyway. honestly wish I could do accents. I can't do any accents. Like the only impression I can do is like Deckard Cain from Diablo. That's it. And I don't think many women out there are like, you know who I want to fuck? This character honestly, from a video game. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of girls who want to bone a dude from a video game. Uh, for me, it's the guy from uh, Wolfenstein, BJ Blazkowicz. That dude, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> you see his fucking shoulders, my dude? Like, come oh. on now. I just want to get, like, the guy who voices Duke Nukem, I want him to do those. Groovy. <laughs> exactly, Mikey. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Face-tacular. Kamamanjaro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So they've determined that this human toe is swallowed. But my favorite is when Oliver Platt picks it up and is like, hmm, I thought he'd be taller. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way to know that. Oliver from the toe. Platt holds it up to Brennan Gleason and goes, this is your friend. Yeah. And he goes, huh, thought he'd be taller. So like, yeah. oh Brennan Gleason and Oliver Platt, I think, have an amazing bromance in this movie because they like fully hate each other throughout the whole thing. Right. But, but like, then at the end, he's the one who gets in the ambulance with him. Yeah. Well, yeah and he like. He saves Oliver Platt's life. I mean, like, he goes out of his way to save his life. Like, I do feel like there is, like, some camaraderie between them, and he, like, sort of does like him as a person, even though they fight the whole movie. I really love their back and forth. It's great. I honestly feel like it's Mikey and I's relationship. And you're Oliver Platt. Yeah, oh, clearly. I mean, I don't know how you could have paid me a bigger compliment, Mikey. 
Oh my god. <laughs> we need to give you some better male robots. I, I don't really like Oliver Platt this much. I'm doing it for the bit, but I am enjoying the bit. Yeah. So we cut to later that night where and this is after Oliver Platt hands him the toe. Yeah. Where they walk back to camp and two of the deputies are digging a hole. Well, this is after they towed that toe back to camp. God dang it. I messed Did it up. Did you try and say toad, but said tote? Yeah, because they towed the toe. Yeah, they put camp. it in a tote bag. Yeah, <laughs> they towed that tote back to camp where the deputies are digging a hole because Oliver Platt paid them. Yeah, five hundred bucks to dig a trap, and they're he, they're like, "You took money from him." And they're like, "It's a check. <laughs> we took a check." If you were wondering how much that five hundred dollars, yeah, what's that worth? Was today? worth today five hundred dollars in nineteen ninety nine would be eight hundred and seventy seven dollars today. I mean, I would dig a hole for eight hundred and seventy seven dollars. Yeah, you can yeah, get yeah. fucked, Brennan Gleason. I'm off duty and i am digging a <laughs> hole for money <laughs> absolutely uh now in the tent that he is that oliver platt set up they're having like a dance party and he is talking to meredith salinger and is just like this is such dangerous work and you have such big wonderful boobs <laughs> it is terrible but she doesn't seem to mind which i thought was wild. i think she's into him which is again it's that world of red flags and she's just like i'm in yeah. Um, some girls love a bad boy. Some girls love a bad boy. If Who you want it rich. to be good, girl, get yourself a bad boy. I would date somebody who owned their own helicopter. Oh, yeah. So, like Christian Gray? Or like Elon Musk, Mikey? Or Crocodile Dundee? Does he have one? Or the guy from 365? <laughs> Definitely owns a <laughs> I helicopter. Can't wait to watch that movie this week. Paige, thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I would honestly, I mean, very taken right now in my life. But like, if I ever found myself single again, I am exclusively dating rich divorcees. I mean, okay. that's a good rule. Uh, rich divorcees with helicopters. Yeah, whatever. I don't care if they want a helicopter. I mean, if they're just rich, that's fine. An MTHH instead of a MILF. A mom that has <laughs> helicopter. So Bill Pullman and Brendan Gleason break up the party. And as they are, Oliver Platt's like, oh, we were hoping to mate. And again, she seems into it, but they break it all up. Yeah, she, did, she and, just doesn't say anything. I mean, at first yeah. you're like, oh, expecting her to say like, what? But no, she's just yeah. like, yeah, no, no, no. We were fully going to mate. Yep. And that's something yeah. that normal people <laughs> say. So we cut to outside. Where Bridget Fonda is kind of standing next to the fire outside trying to dry off because she was in the water earlier. And she and Bill Pullman have this conversation about skipping stones, but also like, why is she really there? And she kind of reveals that they tried to get rid of her because her boss was cheating on her with a coworker. Yeah, he really like rolls with that, too. He doesn't ask any follow up questions. Yeah, none at all. He doesn't even pull the like, so are we coworkers now? Like... <laughs> Look at me. I'm your coworker now. We are working together. Therefore, we are coworkers. So she wants to be in the middle of it. She wants to kind of see this through. So she's going to stay. So we cut to he or he walks away but looks back at her. So we're like, ooh, a little romantic. We cut to later that night. Brendan Gleason gets up in the middle of the night to pee and he hears a twig break in the forest. He grabs his gun, but it's Oliver Platt trying to set other traps and thus begins a recurring joke of Oliver Platt setting traps everywhere, not telling anyone and Brendan Gleeson walking into those traps. Yes. Multiple times. Cause man is the most dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do love that bit though. It's very funny. I fully expected though. The first time I saw this, that Oliver Platt and the de the, the girl he was going to mate with the deputy lady, whatever her mm -hmm. name is. I thought it was going to be them in the woods fucking. 
Oh, I thought so too, but yeah. But it's uh, not. It's fully not. It's not. My favorite is they they cut to Bridget Fonda and she's like, he's really good trapper. Like he's yeah. like really good at it. <laughs> um, we cut to the lake the next day where they're in the boat again, the bigger boat, and they're having uh, Bill Pullman and Oliver Platt are going to dive, and they've got a speaker that they're sending down with them that has the sound of hatchlings in distress. Which again, as I was informed last week, apparently sound travels faster underwater. It does. Who knew? There Apparently every listener knew. <laughs> Apparently. Because we got a lot of feedback about that. Which honestly, yeah. I should have known. Because I don't know if you guys know this. I am a certified Patty underwater, actually advanced open water diver. But Ooh. I haven't done it in a very long time. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Anyway, so they dive into the lake. They put the speaker down. And before they dive in... Brendan Gleeson is like, I brought a pork chop. Do you want to wear it around your neck for good luck? And then he says, how about you just jerk the bark off my big fat log? Which is such a like his insults are crazy and strange anyway. But they're not even insults that are like from the time. Like no No, one has ever said that sentence ever. But Oliver Plunk said it with confidence and gusto. Yes. Uh, So under the water in the lake, they pass a dead moose and a dead bear. Which I I feel like the dead bear is dead. Definitely a nod or like a wink and a nod to something we're going to see later. Yes. Up top, Brendan Gleeson and Bridget Fonda are talking about Oliver Platt. Like, what's his deal? Like, is he just rich and eccentric or like, is he mentally ill? Like, what is happening? I mean, it could be a little bit of both. Column A, column B. And she basically tells this story of like, he, he has swam with other alligators and never and crocodiles and never been bitten. And he, when he looked in their eyes, he knew they had the eyes of a dragon and they weren't going to hurt him, which is bonkers. But sure, it's going to come back later. Yeah, he keeps talking about the eyes of the dragon like he's writing yeah. a Dragon Force song or something. Like, <laughs> like what are we doing, <laughs> Through Oliver? Through the fire and the flames. Through um, the eyes of the dragon. The magic dragon. Oh, no, Mikey. <laughs> anyway, so under the water, they see a tail swimming away so they kind of follow it but up top the boat starts to move because something is pulling the anchor and they're trying to pull it back in they try to cut the line and all of a sudden it stops so they pull the anchor in but the motor won't start and they're trying to get to like as the boat is moved as they're pulling the anchor uh bridget fonda falls out of the boat because she falls out of everything they put her in she falls out of the boat twice she falls out of the truck later she's constantly falling out of things yeah and she cannot stand up for anything not at all very clumsy they're trying to get to her across the lake but the motor won't start they start to see the fish go wild again and they finally get the motor going they gun it back toward her she feels it moving beneath her they pull her back in just in time and right behind her is bill pullman but they can't find oliver platt they see bubbles off to the side, so they make their way towards it. They pull him back into the boat. Everything seems fine. They go to pull up the speaker, and as they do, the croc jumps out of the water and bites one of the other deputies' heads off, and it's done. And it happens so suddenly, nobody saw it. It was just like, <laughs> it's so yeah. fast. This whole little section is pretty intense, though. Like, when she's in the water and you start to see the fish, we don't really see the fish. You see, like, the white water above where the fish are, like, freaking out. And you know right. the gate, you know the croc is, like, swimming that way, and she's just like, fuck, help me, <laughs> hurry up. Yeah. Uh, like, that whole thing is really tense. And then for it to end with deputy getting his head bit off, I was like, so deputy red shirt yeah yeah 
Deputy red shirt from Rigel seven, just like boom. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I loved it. It was, I was like, this is amazing. But when I first saw it, it was scary. Like this whole thing was super tense and scary for me when I first saw it. Yeah. So we cut to back to land where Oliver Platt's like, sorry about your deputy. And <laughs> at one point, Brendan Gleason says, I'm sure you're a fine person in your own mental way, but I think it would be best if we don't speak. <laughs> and then, as he goes to walk away from him, he walks right into a trap. And Oliver Platt's like, I could cut him down, but there's an odd look of mayhem. And I think he would attempt to injure me, <laughs> which is also a crazy thing to say. <laughs> but he's but not they wrong. do cut him he down. Not he's not wrong. wrong. Uh, they do get in a fight and everyone's trying to kind of calm them down. But as they do, there's a bear that emerges from the woods and they're like, oh, shit, what the fuck are we going to do? And before they can even think about it, the giant crocodile comes on land and eats the bear like it's nothing. Like it's swinging that bear around like it's a sock. Like it's crazy. And just drags it down into the lake. It is wild. I love this scene because everyone's like, oh, fuck, we're going to we're going to get killed by a bear. And then the croc just grabs the bear and drags it in. And it's like, okay. We're safe, but I'm fucking still terrified because that croc is huge. <laughs> and Brennan Gleason's right. face is like, holy shit. But he does eventually be like, okay, it is a croc. I will admit it is a crocodile. Yeah, he's like, I'll finally admit it's a crocodile. Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, we fucking knew. <laughs> and then we're mostly done with the movie at this point. Yeah, pretty much, because literally we are over an hour into the movie at this point. Yeah. We cut to Bill Pullman and uh, Bridget Fonda in their tent, and she's kind of like bandaging him up because everyone kind of got hurt running through the woods and everything like that. Yeah. And she just kind of admits that she wants to stay because she wants to be part of something. But they don't hook up that night. They go back to separate tents. We cut to Brendan Gleeson is just watching videos of crocodiles hunting buffalo with Oliver Platt. <laughs> you know, and he's watching their porn. Yeah. One natural enemy, man. And so he's <laughs> like, so how do we like, what is it a mutant? And he's like, well, there's a 13 footer in India. And they're like, well, why is it here? And this is where they're establishing that they think it is an Indian crocodile that swam across the ocean which makes less sense than a prehistoric one. I wanted a prehistoric croc. That would have been better for me. But yeah, they could have said like it was a pet that got loose. Or something. Like, yeah, something like a pet that got loose near a power plant. Like whatever. <laughs> it um, got struck by lightning or whatever. I mean, if this yeah. was the 80s, it would have gotten struck by lightning. I mean, with a guitar riff as it happened. Um, <laughs> or it's been training underground under a rat karate master. And now it's ready to fight crime. I oh, love everything about that. <laughs> Oliver Platt's just like, honestly, I don't know why it's here. I don't know why it's that size. Whatever. I mean, that should be Kelly, Bridget Fonda's job. Like, that that should be right. why she is there. But that isn't why she's there. <laughs> right. Well, because it's not a prehistoric crocodile. So she has no reason to be there anymore. Anyways, we cut to the next day. He takes off in the helicopter with one of the deputies. And they land in the cove where he thinks the crocodile lives. Meanwhile, everyone else finds a footprint. And they're trying to do a plaster cast of the footprint and as they do bridget fonda again runs into a severed head and this is where she's just like please stop hitting me with severed heads i just want to go back to my tent now she literally but steps on a stick and it flies up like it pops the head up flings and it the head in like the waist i was like okay you did this to yourself but that would be terrifying right they 
look through the forest as they're kind of like composing themselves after finding the head. And they see Betty White's house where she's dragging a blindfolded cow down to the, the water and feeds it to the crop. I, I hated hate this. this. This is so rough. And I do love Betty White in this movie. I will go on the record as saying this is by far her best performance in a career full of amazing performances. Wow. That, I, I don't know that this is her best, but sure. <laughs> I just love... Hearing Betty White give cops shit. Yeah, that is pretty fun. And and she literally at this point is like, I haven't broken any laws. They're like, yeah, you did. Obstruction of justice. People died. Like, Also, you fuck? admitted to murdering your husband and there is no statute of limitations on that. Right. And we, we do find out in this scene that her husband got eaten by the crocodile. That that's yes. what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've been feeding it for six years. And I don't understand her impulse to protect the crocodile. I really don't. Her husband was abusive in my backstory. Oh, and and she fed him to the crocodile. So this uh-huh. is more of like like a Belganess situation where mm-hmm. triflers need not apply. Okay, okay, okay. I honestly Got thought it. it was just because like she saw it as her pet, which I understand that, but that's a wild thing to think yeah. about a wild crocodile. Yeah. I think one time by the lake there's a crocodile that they, they both kind of fed for a bit because they were like, you know, oh, that's cool. But then like she, he was beating her with the by the horses at, by the lake and then the crocodile came and ate him. And then she's loved that crocodile ever since. And that crocodile also got her a library. Oh, my God. Took her to her crocodile castle and had a helicopter. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, we cut to Oliver Platt and the deputy in the helicopter. And she's like, don't get out of this helicopter. I, if you don't get out of this helicopter, I'll have sex with you. Like, I will sleep with you if that's what it takes to not get out of this helicopter. And he's like, no, one's, it's not going to hurt me. Don't even worry about it. So we cut back to Betty White. I don't understand why he thinks he's impervious to crocodiles. Like, I don't know. It's so dumb. I have no idea. It could be kind of like me and my cat whenever I'm just like, I'm going to hug you. And my husband's like, he's going to try and scratch you. And I'm like, not this time. And I'm wrong sometimes. <laughs> anyway. Yep. I mean, that checks out. I have five cats and I occasionally get scratched mm-hmm. by them because they're just not ready for the love that I want to give them. And they don't speak English. So it's tough to get verbal consent. It is. I mean, sometimes I'll ask them and then they meow at me. And I think that means yes, but it doesn't mean yes. It doesn't mean yes. Anyway, they leave Betty White, and as they're going, she calls him Officer Fuckmeat, which I think is amazing. Um, And they get a radio from the deputy saying that Oliver Platt went swimming. So we cut to him swimming, and the croc is right behind him, and he looks it in the eye, and then he just says, you're different than the others. Holy shit. And then he's like, turn on the ignition. We got to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, swimming for... The, the helicopter he but he's opens. like sw- he's like swimming slowly and like the croc is yeah. doing the floaty thing in the water where you see most of its body and it right. looks great in this moment because i'm sure it's yes. a real like practical yeah. effect right and mm-hmm. this is like this and a few other times when they use like a real practical effect is the best the croc ever looks and yeah it's- yeah yeah oppressive man it's huge like that would be so terrifying to be in the water with that oh yeah uh, so he pulls off like an inflatable life raft off of his back and inflates it to distract the croc. He makes it into the helicopter. They try to take off, but it bites that like landing portion of the helicopter. So dumb. This is my favorite part. She shoots <laughs> at it twice and it distracts it enough to let it go and they fly away. Yeah. Now, in reality, unless it was an ancient croc. It would be full from a cow it just ate. Right. Well, that's why they say it didn't just attack him. Yeah. In this next scene, they actually tell him that. But now they know it's a croc. They know how big it is. They know where it goes. 
And so they're like, great. So we're going to kill it, right? We're going to kill the shit out of this giant crocodile. <laughs> and he gets really upset and even tells Kelly, like, because Kelly is kind of like, you hurt his feelings. And he's like, Kelly, we can't let them kill it. And they're like, well, Florida Fishing Game is going to be here to help us handle it because they handle gators. They'll be here in a few hours. So we should just pack up. And Oliver Platt and Bridget Fonda are like, no, we trank it on land and like then we'll put it down. And it's like, why? Why are we doing that? So they get they steal a cow via eminent domain from Betty White. They Which is crazy, harness- right? You can't eminent domain a cow, can no. you? No. I think they probably just went to her and was like, either you give us the cow or we report you for murder. Your choice. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I would have liked that scene better than eminent domaining a cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, there's a lot of paperwork about murder, but you could just give us this cow. I just love Betty White in every scene she she's in because she has like this really aggressive fuck the police energy. And yes. I really like love that about her in this movie. It's pretty great yeah. where she's just like a cab. All cows exactly. are bastards. Uh- <laughs> she hates dairy. Like hates it. <laughs> and part of the reason they're justifying keeping the croc alive is they're like, it swam from another continent, which we don't know that it did. We have no idea how this croc got here. The yeah, movie it's... is unclear. Like the scene missing. <laughs> we don't know. But they harness the cow to the helicopter. So they're like hanging it as bait. Well, he actually came to America so we could have religious freedom to worship <laughs> the way he prefers. Yeah, because he's he's devoted to the space pope. So, <laughs> space pope. So they are going to like lure it to land where they're going to try and trank it uh, and then pull the, the cow out of the water, essentially. So they try it. He's not coming. They're like, good plan, bad bait. The cow is getting tired, so it's not moving. But as that's happening, they pick it up on their instruments. It's under the water. They pull the cow up. And they have people try to shoot the croc with trank guns, but it just like jumps out of the water to get at that cow. And they shoot at it and nothing fucking happens. Okay, but they do hit it with a few trank darts. Like you see it hit the the underside, the belly, right? Uh, Which comes in later. But it's wild to me that like, obviously the crocodile misses the cow, right? I think he gets the line that the cow is attached to. This scene is very unclear as to what all exactly happens. Yeah. I'm not sure we saw that, but for no reason, Oliver Platt crashes the helicopter. Well, well, I mean, I've seen helicopters crash for less, but also (laughs) watching this practice, this real cow strapped in this thing is hilarious. I I hated it for that cow. Yeah. I was very worried for the cow. I mean, I have literally cut one up and ate it so i can't i just can't i can't take I know, the high road but it's eyes it has lashes uh anyway i so honestly like, love that at the end like when all of the tension has died down you the see cow the cow is just fine. like like cow's like moo i'm gonna I sneak like, home if you guys don't pay yeah. attention that'd be great and then betty white just comes up and slits his throat because she hates <laughs> cows here's my headcanon for why the helicopter crashes because he does talk about as they fly up with the cow that the cow's causing a certain amount of drag and as long as nothing drastic happens it's going to be fine. So if the the gator or the crocodile jumping up severs that line from the cow, because we know the cow falls into the water before the crash happens. We know that happens. We see that on screen. If that happens, that drag would be instantly removed, which would throw the helicopter off. Okay. So I think that's why it crashes. And Oliver Platt was drunk. True. <laughs> so the cow falls, the helicopter crashes. Now there's a crashed helicopter, but the gator's still like, 
up and at him and ready to bite people. The cow is nowhere to be found. They honestly, you so, never see the cow again until it's on dry land and it's completely dry, which I found right. very funny. Yep. So they start firing trank darts, but the croc is coming too quick. So they have to drive the trucks away. But of course, Bridget Fonda falls out of the truck, just like every boat or any vehicle she's been in in this movie. Yeah. And so she now in between the croc and everyone else and Oliver Platt out of the helicopter swims out to the helicopter. So now they are trapped near it. She dives under to swim away from the croc. She gets caught by like a tree. She frees her foot. The croc bites that tree. It's a really cool shot because she's like behind the tree and it, it like swims up to her and its mouth goes around her. But the tree is in between her body and the croc mouth. And it really is like, Oh shit. It's like super tense. And him, like the croc shaking the tree frees her foot so she can then swim away as it's dealing with the tree. And she eventually Mm -hmm. does make it to the helicopter and Oliver Platt pulls her up and she's sort of quote unquote safe on the helicopter for now. Yeah, not really. Yeah, she's not really. Literally seconds later, they have to jump off the helicopter because the gator jumps through it. But that traps him in the helicopter. Yes. So now they make a run for it. Everyone's on shore. But the drugs are kicking in and the gator's passing out. Well, because the gator is like dragging the helicopter on its body towards the land, right? It doesn't quite make it all the way to land, but it makes it like very close. Right. And the whole time Brennan Gleason's got that big fuck off like elephant gun thing that like shoots missiles or whatever. And he is just like dying to use it. But like they're going back and forth about should we kill it? Should we not kill it? And they're like, you know, Bridget Fonda and Oliver Platt are like, no, we can't kill it because it swam across the ocean or whatever. And that gives it like a pass. It swam across time for you, Bridget. (laughs) (laughs) It crocked you every day for a year. Um, Yes. And um, Bill Pullman and Brennan Gleason are like, no, we should fully kill it. And then Bill Pullman grabs the dart right there and shoots it with another dart. And that's like like the signifying thing that they're not going to kill it. I really did not like Oliver Platt's crocodile tears. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Bill Pullman shoots it with one last trank dart. So it's out. And they're about to kind of like pack up and go home when another gator jumps out and snags Oliver Platt's leg. And this is this is Brendan Gleason's chance. He finally gets to use his giant gun. He fires that crocodile turns into a pink mist, just like poof, gone. And they were like, whoa, there were two weird. And just as <laughs> I mean, it's so bizarre. After yeah. having a five minute discussion. Uh, but as the pink mist settles, that's when f- the Florida people show up. And I do love that all um, the plots like. Oh, hey, look who finally decided to show. Yeah. And then they they get out and he's like talking to them and like, yeah, we trapped it with our helicopter. Yeah. Like they had planned that the whole time. The whole time. And they're like, we're from Florida and this is an unoccupied lake. We were not thought this was an emergency. Why are you all here and why are four people dead? (laughs) Yeah. And we cut immediately to like Oliver Platt getting into the ambulance and they're like, yeah, they're going to take it to Portland. I'm like, why Portland? Like what is happening? They're going to take it to a state 50 hours away by car. Yeah. And as they're doing it, this is when the cow walks past. 
passed and it's just like moo i'm not dead and you're like oh thank goodness you know you actually see it later in like a i think it might be a helicopter shot of like the lake or whatever you see two animal husbandry people like tending to the cow and i was like yes is very funny that they had someone check on the safety of the cow or the health of the cow yeah it makes it makes me glad that the cow was okay yeah i'm glad the cow was okay too so as they're loading oliver platt into the ambulance there's only room for one more so they kind of draw like short straws and brendan gleason agrees to go and it's kind of the like evolution of their relationship of like hating each other to actually being like okay i'm your friend we'll go (laughs) they become friends through the course of this movie through hating each other and i sort of love that yeah but that's why i say it's very much like mikey and i's relationship over (laughs) (laughs) pretty close (laughs) ow that hurt mikey that hurt a lot they take the ambulance away and bridget fonda and bill pullman do this little dance of like well it's you know, if I'm ever in New York, huh, until she finally is like, does anybody actually make a move in Maine? And he's like, get into my truck. Bitch. I hated this a lot because she's like, no, I actually just want to stay at the lake. I don't want to go with you, Bill Pullman. I don't know how she would have gotten back if she had. I mean, she she would have walked, I guess. But like the thing is, all Bill Pullman does here is believe a woman and like respect the boundaries she set up yeah. and then she comes yep. to his passenger side window and gives him shit about not making a pass at her and he's just like well I mean if you want to fuck like make it clear like- okay okay I think I think it was more like he she wanted him to be like hey I'm interested in you or whatever Sure, but like it's clearly they're not going to end up together. He lives in Maine. She lives in New York City. Her life at that Applebee's paleontology department is over. (laughs) She's looking to relocate. I hear my favorite part of this is he offers her a ride in the truck. And as he does, the deputy walks by and she's like, oh, I just put a bunch of stuff in the front seat. Do you need me to move it? Which I thought was really funny that it was just like, oops. She's great in this movie. She doesn't have a lot to do, but she's good in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's pretty funny. So my thing is, I think that do you want to ride in my truck is making a move. And she says no. And he doesn't counter. So like, that's what I was saying. Yeah, she shouldn't expect him to like double down. That's why I was Um, like rude. Like he just respected the boundary you set when he offered you a ride. But I also took her peeking through his window and giving him shit about it as like friendly jabs of like, yeah, I do want to ride. In oh, your truck. yeah. I mean, if I was Bill Pullman in this situation, when she walked to the passenger side window and started like making a joke, I'd be like, I would have moved the duffel bag oh, already. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Be, I'd be like, sweet, let's do this. Because yep. you know it's on at that point. Oh, yeah. It's it's on like Crocodile Kong. Oh, and yeah. So... Do you know how like ladies get really in the mood when they've almost been bitten in half by a crocodile? Yeah, it's called trauma bonding. It's a real <laughs> thing. Yeah. There's no greater high than the croc high. Uh, uh, so <laughs> I think you're pronouncing that wrong. I think it's just there's only one letter difference between one thing and the other. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. I have no idea. Uh, please help. I'm it's confused. actually pronounced crocodile. Ah, okay. <laughs> so they drive off, which is my stage name, crocodile Dick D. <laughs> Not crocodile Dun Dick. <laughs> Mikey no. on Friday night. <laughs> I am going to Tribe to see the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars this season. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go to play Mm -hmm. afterwards and hang out. Please come to Tribe and play as Crocodickle, whatever you just said. Dun dick. (laughs) Crocodickle dun dick. (laughs) That's not a dick. This is a dick. (laughs) 
<laughs> I need a dingo to eat my dick. <laughs> Mikey, that is just chew it completely off. You think it means? <laughs> <laughs> I want to put a jumbo shrimp in your in your Barbie. What is Margot Robbie gonna be there? A Barbie is what they call a grill down there. Why are you calling pussies grills? Because they sizzle. <laughs> Because I don't know. Australia has no real culture. That's all I'm saying. Wow. That was a <laughs> wild jump from don't they start call this again. Barbies grills or they call grills Barbies too. Don't, Fuck them. They have no culture. Don't start this. They're going to stick the Hemsworth on us. Paige, <laughs> you cannot pretend like that is not a scenario that you've listened to on that porn app. Absolutely. <laughs> if you dial in your settings to just like Hemsworth fantasy scenario. Anyway, we cut to Betty White's house where she goes out to the dock with a loaf of bread and she's feeding a bunch of little baby crocodiles. And we cut to the crocodile being driven to Portland on a flatbed truck. And, and that's, that's the movie. movie. There might be a Portland, Maine, though. Oh, no, you're probably right. <laughs> I just thought of that. I just there is a Portland, Maine. There's totally a Portland, Maine. There's got to be, right? We're all idiots. They have a co-response program there. That's how I know. I <laughs> talked to their police. Visit <laughs> Portland, Maine. It definitely is a place. Oh, my God. That's so funny. We're so dumb. I thought, but no, no, no. We caught it before the episode airs, so no one's like, nobody's going to listen to it, though. They're going to get to the part. Oh, I live in Maine, and yeah. <laughs> they're going to get to the part where we talk about a cross country driving trip <laughs> and be like, these idiots don't know there's a Portland in Maine. They're not going to make it all the way to the end where we realize it. They're going to comment mid episode. That's when I come. Mid episode? Take that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I would like to correct then our driving time scenario, okay? Okay, okay. So Lake okay. Black, or it's actually called Black Lake. It does exist. It's about five hours and 25 minutes away from Portland, Maine. Okay. So that is actually more doable, obviously. It's literally yeah. a tenth of the amount of time it would take <laughs> like you. Like a multi-day <laughs> drive across. That makes way more sense. I just... <laughs> It's really, it, I can't believe I caught that. I'm terrible at geography. I know. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Okay. Well, now anyway. that we've solved what Maine they're talking about, what did you guys think about Lake Placid? It's fun, I guess. <laughs> That's about how I feel. Yeah, it's fun, I guess. I, I'm with you on that. I, I, I think it is serviceable for, for what it's trying to do. I'm not a huge, huge fan. I love this movie, but mainly because Oliver Platt is great. He's not. He very much would have been fired from his job. Yes. Hashtag me too. He wouldn't he be thinks fired aliens built everything. He doesn't have a job. That's what it means to be self-employed with a helicopter. Yeah, he is like a rich man's son looking for stuff to fill his time with. So he's obsessed with crocodiles. Like that's why I'm shocked that you like him. You usually hate people like that. Well, yeah. I, I I just love Oliver Platt honestly, and I think he brings a lot of platness to this role that I am here for. Like his character is a lot like Porthos in The Three Musketeers, but less oh sex pesty. This is less sex pesty? No, oh. no, 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 no. He's less sex pesty in Three Musketeers. Well, Disney did good with that, I guess. Honestly, we need to do that for Romancing the Pot because there is a love story in it. It has more love story than Angus. Huh. Don't shake your head at mm -hmm. me. I don't know if I can go through another full episode full of Oliver platitudes. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. I love it. Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? I do. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Those crack fun facts. So... Stan Winston obviously created the crocodile for the film. He's also responsible for the aliens in Aliens and Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. um, 
the CG and animatronic crocodile combined accounts for three minutes and 43 seconds of screen time in the entire film. Now, for the crocodile itself, a lot of the CG was done to augment some of the water work, mostly as the crocodile dives in and out of the lake because they couldn't have the animatronic dive. And so the helicopter and sometimes the crocodile are CG as they are diving. Uh, now, they built an actual animatronic crocodile and they took it up to Castaic Lake in the Los Angeles National Forest prior to doing all of the painting and finishing work to drop and dropped it in to see if it would actually work. And it did swim and they were able to control it and control functionalities to make it propel itself through the water. However, huh. uh, it was still very slow, which was the problem with Jaws as well. And so they did tow it through the water most of the movie, but it did have the ability to move its head and its tail left to right. So when you see the tail moving, that is actually animatronics. But they had learned from Jaws, so they kind of knew. One of Stan Winston's crew, a man named Richard Landon, said, we went into this with the full knowledge that water always wins. And he was the lead of the mechanical croc design team. And so he says that's now his motto. Water always wins. Water will always break something. Water is the universal solvent. Super glue breaks down in it. Urethane breaks down in it. Paint breaks down. Water's a nightmare. And we were in it for six full months for the shoot. So they were constantly having to paint and repaint and reseal the croc because the water would just wear it away. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. We heard similar things about Jaws, too, when we did yeah. fun facts in that episode, just because it is a bitch to do stuff in the water like this. Yeah. Betty White's character in the movie is told that PETA wouldn't appreciate her treatment of her cows, when in reality, the actual Betty White is a mate or was, RIP, a major on-air spokesperson for PETA. She has multiple rescue dogs. She's a She was, sadly... Uh, a big animal rights activist. So it's actually kind of funny that she's in this movie in this role. The largest crocodile in captivity was a crocodile named Lolong, who measured about 20 feet and three inches when it died from pneumonia in February of 2013 in the Philippines. The crocodile depicted in this movie is supposed to be 10 feet longer. They have killed slightly bigger crocodiles in the wild. Um, slightly bigger as, than the croc in this movie or that crocodile? No, slightly bigger than that croc. 30 is is pretty huge. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. I, I think, is the one in this movie 30 or 35 feet? 30, although we'll get into it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So the filming of this movie had to be postponed because of weather conditions. And because it was postponed, Steve Miner, who directed it, took on the directing duties for Halloween H2O while he was waiting to shoot Lake Placid. Wow. Was, we have not done Halloween H2O we yet. Haven't. Oh, but... it's my favorite. <laughs> I mean, we really only do one Halloween a year. Yeah. So Brendan Gleeson's sheriff's gun is a fake gun made specifically as a prop for the movie, but they gave it the fake name, calling it a, quote, lightweight forward area air device unit. And they chose that name because they thought it was a pretty good, like, joke about the way the military names things. Some people have incorrectly categorized it as an M203 grenade launcher, which fires 40 millimeter grenades. The grenades, air quotes, in this are a good deal smaller than 40 mil. So uh, they made them custom for the movie. So it's all fake. The cow that was dangling was actually lifted by a crane. And in the final edit of the film, they basically photoshopped the crane out and put the helicopter in. Oh, cool. 
So the flatbed truck that takes the crock at the end of the movie, a typical flatbed truck in the United States is between 48 and 53 feet in length and 8.6 feet across, meaning that the crocodile on the flatbed at the end would be around 45 feet long. Now, one of the rigs that is depicted in the scene is a single axle tractor pulling a trailer that is about 35 long. So if that's what they're using, because it's hard to tell exactly, then that puts the crock in the neighborhood of 30. But that's an uncommon truck bed length. So they had to find like a specific one that fit. Okay. Uh Now, you may not know this, uh, but this is not the only alligator kind of jawsy movie out there. In 1980, a movie named Alligator came out. Wait, do you mean Gator with Burt Reynolds? Alligator is the name of the movie. Okay. Gator's not about an alligator, though. No, this is about an alligator. Okay. So, in Alligator, a medical examiner tells the main character about how they one time found a big toe without the rest of the body and then had to have a funeral for that toe. And uh, the main character replies, that must have been a pretty small casket. That's why they make the joke about the toe with Oliver Platt and Brandon Gleason. It's actually a nod to the alligator movie that was made 19 years before this one. Well, that movie sounds fantastic. It does. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk some box office. So what do you think the budget for Lake Placid was in 1999? I'm going to say 20 mil. Okay. I'm going to say more. I'm going to say 30 mil because I think it gets plagued by additional costs. Well, and okay. So Paige, I'll just let you know. It is closer to yours, and I think it's largely mm-hmm. because of, like they had to do some CGI, and CGI was pretty expensive back then. It was. But in 99, when this movie came out, the budget was $27 million, which if you okay. adjust for inflation, that's roughly $47.3 million. Now, this movie premiered on July 16th, 1999 and it was number three the week it came out it was beat by eyes wide shut was number one that week american pie was number two that week number three was lake placid number four was big daddy and number five was wild wild west so what do you think lake placid brought in its opening weekend july 16th 1999 Ten million dollars. Okay. I mean, I'm just wishing that we had that action movie podcast to do Wild Wild West. I know, Because it's fucking nuts. Um, Yeah, I'm going to say 15 mil. All right, Mikey, you were almost exactly right. It's $10.9 million, almost $11 million. Now, really quick, it's opening weekend. It beat Big Daddy and Wild Wild West. So Lake Placid was number three, and it made $10.9 million. Big Daddy made 10.4, and Wild Wild West made right at 10. So, like, those... Three movies were super close close in the box office, right? American Pie made 13 and Eyes Wide Shut made 21. Which is bonkers because that movie is, I mean, it's a choice. Eyes Wide Shut? (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those movies that like you will find people that love it. Uh, but for most people who watch it, they're just like, what? Yeah, I think it's yeah. a terrible movie. But like, if you like it, that's fine. I don't know. Like, my taste is shitty. So Lake Placid was in the theaters for 16 weeks total. Lord. I know, right? What do you think it brought in in its domestic box office? I'm going to say 70 mil. I'm going to say 55. Okay. So it brought in $31.7 million in the box office. So Oof. just about $10 million Oof. more than, it, than its budget, right? So yeah, that is not good. When I'd say that they had two sequels for this, 
it's shocking they have sequels just because yeah. this movie, it wasn't like- Well, a, they were straight to DVD. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, this yeah. movie wasn't like a straight up bomb, but it did not do what they thought it would do. Mm-hmm. But that's your box office. So, Mikey, yeah. do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, the scary scale listener, scale of one to ten of how scary we found the film as we watched it today. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our ten example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, Paige. Oh, this is a one for me, dog. Toddy. First off, don't call me Toddy. Oh, <laughs> we don't want you to get hotty toddy. I mean, it doesn't really bother me. It's just weird. Um, but uh, this is a one for me. Uh, I will say the first time I saw this, it was probably closer to a three or four. When I saw this in my best friend at the time, Randall's basement, it was pretty scary. But I've seen it. I know where the jump scares are, so it's not scary. It's a one for me, too. <laughs> I wish you all four. could have seen Mikey's disgust as I was saying that the first time I saw this, this was a three or four. Yeah, that's really sad. It hurt my feelings. <laughs> anyway, that's our scary scale. Thank you. So this week, you guys that made me watch Lake Placid, what are you guys making us watch next week? We're going to watch Orca. Orca! It's the summer of fish madness. Fish madness. So the 1977 Orca, that's the one you were going <laughs> to Yeah, okay. that's the one. All right, so your homework for next week is to watch the 1977 Orca, Orca and hope it's not terrible like most 70s movies are. It's the best Jaws ripoff. It is the best Jaws <laughs> ripoff, and it's a cautionary tale about what happens when you free Willie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so check out Orca for next week's episode. Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Yes. All right. No. Well, while Mikey is looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review run on the podcast, and that is to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? I'm going to read Mippy, M-I-P-P-Y. Well, what does uh, Mippy, M-I-P-P-Y, have to say? Twice a week. Okay. Twice a week, I find myself shouting, OMG, Mikey, in the car during my commute. Stop going down on this person in the car. (laughs) I'm that good, everyone. (laughs) This pod in RTP, romancing the pod for you people. For those people Uh, who aren't in the know. Right. Make me laugh out loud multiple times when I listen. Hell yeah. The other hosts are great as well. Todd is a Rude, Mikey. Rude. (laughs) Todd is a genuinely nice person who makes me feel better about the way my feet look. Okay. I did not know I was a gross foot advocate, (laughs) but I will take up that mantle. Gross foot advocate? (laughs) I think that there is not enough visibility for those of us with gross feet. Normalize it. That's all I'm saying. I think we should get you to see a doctor. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Mikey, if you shaved my feet, they would look like your feet. No, they wouldn't. (laughs) It's not. It's the texture. I swear to God, Mikey stifled vomit. Like he was trying not to throw up in his mouth. Okay, I got to finish this. Paige (laughs) is my role model. I, too, wish to bring men to tears with my words and my own bread and make my own bread. God. Uh, This pod has made my life better between the friends I've made and the movies I've found. Five stars. Well, thank you so much, Mippy, for that awesome five-star review. And Mikey, even though I do think you misspoke about Paige bringing men to tears and her bread bringing men to tears, I only think that that's a compliment. Tears like, of I joy. do think tears of joy. that if I ate some of Paige's bread, I would cry tears of joy. Yes. So if you want Mikey to read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review and make sure to leave text. We've gotten a few reviews without text, and obviously we can't read those. So make sure you're leaving text out there, guys. And what was the accent we came up with today, Mikey, that you we realized you could do? 
Oh, Yogi Bear. Yeah. Hey, boo, boo. yeah. If Yogi you want Bear. Mikey to read your <laughs> review as Yogi the Bear, please request it up front because it doesn't read all the way through until the very end. So make sure you're asking for it up front. I'm Ron Burgundy. This episode was brought to you by Tia and Tia's teenagers driving her crazy. So how is Tia's teenager driving her crazy this week? Uh, Tina's teenager keeps feeding these tiny gators. <laughs> I was going to say she went cow tipping and tipped a cow into the lake. Oh, no. And then a gator ate it, Mikey? Uh-huh. Yeah. Those terrible. tiny gators are just like the compies in Jurassic Park. They're like the little ew, ew, ew. tiny bites. Okay. Well, Tia, you might want to make sure your daughter isn't going out cow tipping into lakes. I'm pretty sure cows would die if you tip them into a lake, right? And definitely make sure that she's not going croc tipping. Because they turn in the water. It's I mean, you're just playing to their interests. Yeah, you definitely don't want to do that. This episode was also brought to you by Jeff. And Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down an episode of the Jessica Jones, Agent Carter, or WandaVision uh-huh. Marvel TV shows. So if you want to break down podcasts of any of those shows, check out Kissing Jessica Jones. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan. And Jonathan wants me to make you guys watch some spooky spider videos. Well, Jonathan, I need some more spider videos. So Jonathan, if you would, please... Send us some spider videos because apparently we are out. We now return you to another episode of The Patreonicals. Okay. If I smoked, this would be the time that I would do it. (laughs) Yeah, because the episode was so good. It was like sex. (laughs) Yeah. Generally, no plan. And I'm just kind of fumbling my way through it. No, that's the Patreonicals, Mikey. (laughs) Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, (laughs) cut to deep space on this giant space station that's now in charge of rebuilding the month. And that's no moon. Everyone has an unfriendly alliance. Everybody's alliance. Well, they've built it. The the moon's pretty much built. There's a couple of cracks. Uh, Jeremy with his laser eyes is down there sealing up the cracks of the moon. And... you know, I'm going to give him a personality trait other than laser eyes at some point in the future, but today's not that day. Uh, Dreskel is on the loudspeaker because in space, everyone can hear you scream. <laughs> well, if you're on the loudspeaker, they can. Yeah, yeah exactly. 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 He's, yeah. him, he's given orders about how to rebuild the mun. Um, Nathan's carrying other big rocks to it. Danielle and Aaron uh, have rebuilt like a small moon village and Amber and Allie, the mermaids, have brought Wes and Scott, and they are giving birth. Wes and, it's and a Scott surpri- are, right? Yeah, but it's a surprise because all their babies are mun people. Wait, what? I thought they, I thought the mermaids impregnated them. They did <gasps> with implanted mun embryos. I did not see that coming <laughs> because they it was, implanted it. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they are rebuilding the mun people there's a few dozen of them left or a couple hundred but now there's conservatively a thousand babies that came out of wes and scott and it's like disgusting they're like (laughs) (laughs) just like the low gravity of the moon so they sort of like float out of their mouth and then slowly fall to the ground i love it hey mikey what is the name of the rebuilt city on the mun called munchester (laughs) munchelsen's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was thinking Montopia, but I like Manchester. Oh, oh, oh Manchester. Okay. Okay. Karun and Isaac, they are training together and they're like, hasn't why haven't there been fighting in like four episodes? And they're like, I don't know. And then like their hands brush in a weird way and they kind of linger on it for a long time. And they're like, it's like they turn away and they walk off. They're like, I'm building tension. <laughs> 
I've been banging on the moon, baby. And they, <laughs> they all come back in the room and like, oh, we got to finish training. And they killed Dave. Well, just to finish training, they were like, oh, we haven't completed training until Dave is dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay. They stabbed him a bunch with their claws and stuff. And then uh, Isaac ate him. And then he offered some to Karun. But Karun's like, I don't eat dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Amy is up in space. Uh, she is on the space station. I mean, they're all up in space, Mikey. Okay. I get it. Uh <laughs> Don't yell at me about it. <laughs> and she turns to Dreskel and she's like, I hate you. And then Kate is like, yeah, you've tried to kill us many times. He's like, we've got to rebuild the Mun. The world is dying and there's no world to conquer if we don't rebuild it. And then they're like, what is that out there? It looks like a giant donut. Get the telescope. They bring over the telescope. Uh-oh. They look at it. I know what and it is. It's a, it's a shining donut putting his eclair into Kaylee out in space. He's just like pushing his bear claw inside her. When you say it like that, I don't want to say yes, but yeah. <laughs> You're the one writing it, air quotes, <laughs> writing it. Mikey, have you ever referred to it as your bear claw during intimate moments? No, but one time I dressed for Halloween as a bear and... Um... Is that the end of the story? <laughs> like you, you, it seemed like you were going to keep talking and then you just stopped. I'm trying to remember what happened. There was like a good punchline. I'm trying to remember. I'm going to drop in the Jeopardy music there too. I, I'm just going to do it. I got caught stealing, like eating food before it was ready or whatever. And I was like, you caught me barehanded. I mean, I get it. Whatever. And then, uh, they turn the telescope a little bit, and it's Bo Easy, and he is a Florida man. He's watching them with the Eclair bear claw situation, and he's, like, really into watching them. He's on the space equivalent of a ski-doo. <laughs> okay. You guys know how ski-doos come equipped with telescopes, right? No, the te- okay, no, the, the our, our people on the space station are watching him watch them have sex. Oh, okay, so he's not looking at it through a telescope. No, he's close to it on the ski-doo, like Florida man style. All right, that checks out. All right. Okay. And then uh, back on the surface of the Mun City, Munchester, uh, Cody has set up his pawn shop there, and Libby has walked in, and she's like, hey, we need butt condoms because there's going to be a lot of Mun sex going on. Oh, that's right. And Mun sex is just rubbing your butt cheeks together. Right, yeah. right, right. For the big celebration later, and he's like, oh, I just got a new shipment in, and they're really just Publix bags. <laughs> Because that's all you would need to cover your butt, Paige. Yeah. I know. I get it. I'm just picturing it. I find it best good. not to picture it. <laughs> good, Paige. Uh, that, was, that was a good good suggestion, Todd. I'll take that next time. The episode ends with a giant celebration on Manchester as the moon gets rebuilt and some people have weird sex. Well, I mean, maybe weird to you. It's true. I guess we'll find out next week what happens on another episode of uh, The, the Patrioticals. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Have a great week. Bye, Oliver Platitude nerds. I really wanted to work in like a witty croc the shoe joke, but I never was able to. The toe. They could have pulled a toe out of a pair of Crocs. God damn it. That's the worst chip <laughs> of all. You know what, Mikey? I'm going to leave this in the episode. There, no one's going to hear it. No one listens to this. <laughs> if you heard this part of the episode, DM Mikey a picture of your feet. Your big oh, toe, specifically. Just your big toe. But cut just it off your, your foot toe. first. Don't do that. Don't do that. But bye. We'll see you next week. Love you, mate. <laughs>